physical stuff is physical stuff. It's a signal. Your body's sending you a signal. Things hurt. Those are easy to fix, right? But the emotional part is something that you really have to manage. There were there were times where you know emotionally I just felt like this sucks. Why am I why am I doing this? But then you have to remind yourself of what your end goal is. That you're gonna fail, right? It's okay. We are live once again. I'm going to be young members, 50 high achievers all over the world. This is Coach Shola, and we have Vanetta, and we also have Alex. I have Alex on the background. Today, we're going to talk about a very, very good topic. I think it's a timely topic, and I know that a lot of athletes are actually going to benefit today. Getting back your old athletic self after years of no training, how to regain motivation, keep momentum going despite challenges and build confidence in yourself. Anyone who can relate to this? I think a lot of people can, especially with, with what was happening, you know, with races being canceled not that long ago. That was uh, two years ago, 2020, COVID. And not just that, I mean, with, with the COVID and also like what's happening with work, family, there's just so many challenges. So let's check it out. So let's, let's get into more details. Like, what are we going to talk about today? So today we're going to talk about how, how to fit workouts when you only have one hour training availability and very busy schedule. For example, if you're a dad or a mom or we're in, you probably have double jobs, but you're just so very busy and you only have one hour a day. Can you even actually train for triathlon? I mean, we're not talking about only, you know, one sport. We're talking about swim, bike and run. And for Alex here, who's joining us, he actually had only 10 weeks left until 70.3 Boulder. And he was coming from zero. That's not a very, very yeah. interesting how he did it. Okay. So the next one here, how to get started training after seven years, or maybe, you know, just even like after a couple of years or after a few months that you're not training, you know, how does it feel to actually get back and have that self-belief that you still got it, that you're, you know, Hey, this is a good thing and everything's going to be okay. Or like, you're going to be motivated and stick to it. Okay. So we're going to talk about that how to keep your self-belief strong and trust that you will be able to cross the finish line knowing you are coming from zero training, cramping, hurting, during training, and don't have enough time to train. I think a lot of people can relate to that one. It is very difficult to start from when you haven't been doing something. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, uh, very tough. Ironman and Beyond, I know we've talked a lot of you guys here in Ironman and Beyond group, you know, so some athletes have like 12 weeks to go for 70.3 or eight weeks even. Sometimes athletes would sign up without knowing what you, what kind of training they have to go through. Or maybe you sign up for a while, but then just life happens and you didn't get the chance to actually train. All right, you got like, what, 10 weeks left. Are you still able to go through it? And what do you need exactly of where to or what to focus? Are you able to go through with the mental, you know, challenges? The question uh, and you asking yourself, can I still do this? Or should I just back out? Or should I, yeah. But, you know, is, what's the right thing to do, right? 
We are also going to talk about what to do mentally to stay on track and solve when things are going wrong on race week. I mean, we want race week to be as easy as possible. But what if, you know, you got altitude, swim anxiety, sore knee, inflamed Achilles, maybe some digestive issues, or things are not just going the right, uh, going well the way you want it to be. How are you going to stay on track mentally? How are you going to be okay and stay relaxed? Okay. I know because you could just like the first issue occurs and you're like, uh oh, this is like a bad sign. Maybe I shouldn't do this, right? The 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 self doubt kind of kicks in and you, you yeah, it could take you over, right? So, are you guys all excited to actually? tackle this topic so let's see who's new here if you're new say hey coach i'm new and happy to be here hello and welcome to our and beyond we do all uh we do this live training almost every weekend it's free and you can get the replay if you cannot attend but we do announce this you know usually the day before or the morning, okay? But there's a lot of training resources in Ironman and Beyond. So make sure that you raise your hand, engage with us so we can actually direct to you like where the resources are at, okay? And if you're listening to live right now, you know, hashtag live. And if you're listening to replay, hashtag replay. So you, we know like what time you're actually listening. All right. Yes, let me say hi to all the ones that are listening. Uh, welcome, welcome. Hi, Ed. Good to have you. Pam's Ed, here. Pam. Welcome. Hello. Miles. Miles here. Fred's here. Fred. Hi, Nick. Nick. Hi, James. Okay. Hi, Kim. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> Several people already. Hello. Happy Friday, everyone. So today, you know, we this topic, I think a lot of athletes can relate, mainly because when, when you race and you sign up for whether that's 70.3 Olympic or it could be any endurance race, like something would come up. Okay. So, or like, if you are just getting back, like, where do you start? I mean, you go swim, bike or run. Okay. Or yeah, how about one? That's right. Like, how about if, one? how about if you're not feeling, if, how about if you're not feeling motivated? Okay. Like, for example, you just got used to like, okay, just going to work, go home, spend time with the family. Family is important. Right. But what about your self, your old self? Let's just say maybe 10 years ago, you used to run a half marathon, but it's been a while, okay? And maybe you've gained some weight and you know, you're know you scared that you might get hurt, right? Like how do you even get started? Or what, what would help you to actually stay on track? Because it's not easy. I mean, first you get started and the next thing is that to actually stay on track. And a lot of us don't even get started because they're afraid that they might just disappoint themselves. Maybe they're shooting so high. But then what if you don't start? So I think, do you guys like this topic? <laughs> you guys are ready to go for it, okay? So we do have Alex here from North California. And actually, she, he was once in Ironman and Beyond. We have not met him in person until now. Not yet. Not yet, I hope soon. But I, I think we've known each other since 2018. Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. Is it it's, uh, 2020 bootcamp? 2022. Okay, so two years ago. Mm -hmm. So we have not met in person. He did our 30 days from bootcamp online only. Did well, learned a lot, and then now he's back. <laughs> Say, coach. You know, I got Boulder 70.3 coming up in 10 weeks. But let's welcome Alex. <laughs> How are you doing today? You just got off from work. I'm, I'm doing really well. Yeah, I just got off from work. Grandma's picking up the kids. So I have some time 
to, to talk with you guys today. All right. Um, so it's my pleasure to be here. Okay, welcome, Alex. So congratulations, Alex, your recent, you know, you just crossed the finish line of Boulder 70.3. And it says there from zero training to crossing Boulder 70.3 finish line with 10 weeks training. Man, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's 10 weeks. How, how did you like before you reach out to us, what was going on with your life, your work, or how, how did you think, okay, I'm going to do this one, the 70.3 Boulder, what was going sure. on? Your I mean, let me, I'll, I'll kind of frame a time frame. The, the first time I did a 70.3 was in 2015 in Santa Cruz. And so I had previous training through team and training and I completed that. And then I had a major jaw surgery um, to help fix a, a sleep apnea. And my plan was, okay, I got that Ironman, half Ironman done. And, you know, within three years after that, I was going to be back doing pulls and stuff like that. And at the time that I did 70.3, I was still pretty heavy. So like around two, 250, I raced it, raced at, okay. or 250 pounds I raised at. So fast forward to 2020, um, you know, I, I had done some Olympics but I hadn't gotten back to the full uh, or the full 70.3. So in 2020, I signed up for two of them. I signed up for Hawaii 70.3 and Boulder 70.3. Hawaii because I just like to race in Hawaii and in um, and Boulder because my sister is there, right? Or my little sister is there. And so that year I had really gotten my stuff together. I had lost about 80 pounds. So like I, you know, because I, I had ballooned up after even my surgery. So I, I went from like 280 to around 200 pounds. Right. Okay. And so like, you know, I, I was in the fittest shape of my life. I was ready to do two 70.3s. Um, and then I did this boot camp <laughs> for swimming because that was one of my weakest points at the time. And that's how I how I came upon Spicy Fox, and I had a really good experience. So, March of 2020, I'm ready to go two months to Hawaii. And yeah. if we all remember what happened in March of 2020, as pandemic hit, yes, right. So COVID hit, and so COVID hit, and then at that time, I had met someone, and you know, in in the Bay Area, if anyone else lives in the Bay Area, knows that a three to one guy to girl ratios makes things pretty competitive in the dating scene and uh you know it, it, it's just hard hard to date so i i met someone and they're you know long story short we had this whirlwind romance you know i'm i'm 41 now but at the time i was like 39 and so i met someone long story short we moved in together all this stuff uh we got pregnant and then things fell apart it turns out that she had bipolar disorder things um, that she didn't reveal to me, um, and things became really verbally abusive to the point where um, I, she was threatening me with not seeing my child, right, and so, Sorry. you know, it, it was a real, you know, it was a real challenge, really tough, tough situation in which, you know, I, you know, I had to look out not only for my, you know, unborn son, but I had to make sure that I would be able to take care of him, right? Not only from from a financial standpoint, from a physical standpoint, a, a lot of things. And you know, in the end of everything, 
you know, I have, I have custody. I bought a house for my, my son and I, and, you know, now we live in this nice house and, you know, every, everything is good. So like the whole first year, it was just me and the kid, you know, I, I, you know, been with him every single day of his life. I've done every single overnight in his life. And, you know, um, when he turned one back in February, that's kind of when I came to like, a um, kind of a breaking point all of a sudden like I was just like oh he made it to one one years old thank god he's still alive I'm alive and now I can actually deal with yes. all of this stuff right because I was on fight or flight mode for for basically two years straight mm -hmm. right and I then I started you know re, you know I came to the realization I just went through this huge traumatic experience like how do I you know what do I do now like how do I Get back to myself right and the number one thought in my head at the time of his birthday was well just like well i really need to take care of myself so that i can be the best dad that i could be i mean that's always been been the case when i found out that you know i was going to have him and you know things had turned south my number one priority was like I need to I need to be healthy mentally and emotionally and I can't do this with my ex right and so that's that's kind of how how I came to be where I was in February I got really kind of depressed I ballooned up a little bit Hawaii I had been able to defer my 270.3s until this year and then I missed Hawaii right um and and at that and at that point I'm like well what am I doing I've, I've ballooned up. I haven't been training. Like, how the hell am I going to do this? Like, who, who do I know? I'm an engineer, right? So who do I know can objectively tell me whether or not I, I can do this or not? Because, at, you know, I was like, all right, I only got like 10 weeks to do this. I really need to do this for myself. I really need to, I really need this confidence point so that I can, you know, just you know, just have positive momentum, right? I mean, there are a lot of positive things going on in my life, but just like, still my, I didn't feel like myself, right? Right, right. And so that that's when I approached uh, um, Coach Angela and, and Benetta, and, you know, I, we had a very candid, candid conversation. I said to them, well, you know, can I do this? Like, I, I haven't been training. I don't, I need, I need some guidance. I need some help. I need, I need some support, right? I think that's always a, an important thing for anyone is that when when you're trying to accomplish something that you check your ego at the door and you ask for some help right and and that, that's why I approached them I need help I can't do this by myself um it, you know the number one thing that they could help me with was tell me realistically can I do this or not or should I reset my expectations and be like okay wait for next year or do something else right and and that's when and coach told me she's like well I think you can do it and I'm like really <laughs> so, so I'm like well okay um um all right let's let's go well, you know let's let's give it a chance let's go and you know it, it was it, you know I decided to 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 sign up and 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 go for Boulder 70.3 and and so that that's kind of where 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 I started yeah thanks for giving this uh that uh story Alex so for those who are just uh tuning in let me just repeat that actually of what a short version of it a whirlwind romance an engagement a bad breakup single dadhood and homeowner 
reshaped my world, I felt lost. I was still recovering from trauma of everything. My reality had completely changed from just two years prior. A lot of changes had happened to uh, Alex from COVID. There's the whirlwind romance, got married, baby, bought a house, danced single dad in just two years, recovering from trauma of everything. My reality had completely changed from just two years prior. I was desperate, desperate to reclaim any sense of normalcy and I needed help. Not only did I want to show myself that I could still do it, I wanted to be a hero to myself. So that's uh, actually Alex. Yeah, he wrote that as part of the his race report. And basically, as you, uh, you, you heard, he really wanted so badly. It's not necessarily just, you know, finish a 70.3 for himself, for his health, mentally, emotionally, physically. He believed that he needed to take care of his health for, especially for his son, his one-year-old son. son. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel it really strongly when he said that I want to be a hero to my son, you know, that's that, you know, that's huge. That's huge. I mean, who, who doesn't? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. And I think one of those things that you actually had a hard time, Alex, and, you know, um, you know, that dadhood, you have high expectation of yourself. You still had the hat of like, you know, the previous one where it, okay, I need to really be good. But then your work coming from zero training, <laughs> 10 weeks, right? And then so... Mm -hmm. I had to ask you to like readjust your expectation. I said, Alex, see this as an experience, a new experience. We're in, hey, this is going to be your first 70.3 as a dad. And if you're able to make it through, and I know you love the sport, and if you're able to make it through and be able to learn and grow throughout the experience, learning time management, being able to be compassionate to yourself, and still stay on track, no matter what the mental state that you're saying, like, oh, can I still do it, right? You, you're already a winner, even before you got to the start line of Boulder 70.3. I'm having goosebumps because I think that was big. You know, it's a, it's a reframing one's mindset, expectations. Okay, you're going to say something, you know? Yeah, and, well, I'm also wondering... Why did you why did you think that he could do it? Why did you accept oh. Alex knowing that he only had 10 weeks? Of course, it's Alex. <laughs> well, so Alex, uh, well, Alex was in our 30-day swim boot camp. Okay, that was back in 2020. During the 30-day swim boot camp, he was very, very good in communication. He would tell whether it's good or bad. So, which is what we we need. It's a teamwork. If the athlete doesn't communicate, I don't know what's gonna happen, right? I don't have any idea. So that's one. He's very good in communication. All I need for him is to just trust the training. And I know there'll be like, you know, like I'm going to show you like some challenges, right? But we're going to go through it together. So as long as he stay on track. The next thing also is because it's not only Alex who had reached out to us with such almost impossible goal, okay? And actually as the coach, I track my personal record. As a coach, I've helped an athlete to get to from sprint to 70.3 in one month. And this athlete actually didn't even know how to clip or unclip his cycling shoes. Had not even finished a half marathon before 
and then ask me, coach, can I do a 70.3? Let me show you because I think for athletes who are actually, uh, you know, like this one right here, if you guys, besides this training, this one will also be like, can I even do this? You know, well, we have this can from sprint to 70.3 in a month because he had the power of can do attitude. He never finished a half marathon. He hated running then. And then also he just learned how to clip unclip his shoes about two weeks prior to actually Oceanside 70.3, which has heels. Okay. He didn't know nutrition either, but he finished. So when he came to me, when Alex came to me, knowing that, you know, I know Alex, I know his mindset and he had this big why. Yeah. The big why. The, the big why was big. And I asked him, do you have, do you have any choice? Like, what are you going to do if you don't do this? Well, there's Santa Cruz, but why wait? You know, you never know what's going to happen. Like stay in pre present. So that's the main reason. Okay. I believe in Alex. I know we can go, go uh, we can go through it and we did it. Okay. Well, what, uh, so then now I have a question for Alex then. What was it about 5C5 coaching that, that made you decide to get coaching again? I mean, you kind of knew what, what to expect already, but what was it that resonated with you when you were getting the, the swim boot camp that you wanted, you wanted to reach out to us instead of somebody else? Well, I mean, there, there is, there are a lot of reasons. I mean, just uh, coach's resume of, of, of success for herself and what she's been able to overcome has always been something that's been inspirational to me. I mean, it's, it's insane to me the things that she's able, what she's able to do. And so like, I mean, if I could get like a fraction of the, of, the belief that she has in herself, you know, I figured, okay, well, I can do, I can do something. I mean, a 70.3 seems pretty easy compared to what she's been able to do. So like, um, also just, just the, you know, from, from the pre previous coaching experience, I can tell that she is a, an engineer, right? I'm an engineer. We, you know, we look at things very logically. You, you can break down things. You can tell tell each other things very candidly, right? Like, because I I you know as a as an engineer, I don't like to waste time, right? So like, if I suck at something, just tell me just and tell me, me why, yeah. right? Just tell me, right? Just tell me, <laughs> because it's, you know, it's 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 always an iterative process, right? Right? Like, there's yeah. always gonna it's like this never ending search for perfection that you're never gonna get, but it's the process that's really important, mm -hmm. right? And so having someone that can communicate in that way for me is really efficient and really beneficial in, in the end. And that, that, that's why she's always been the most appealing, right? I mean, I, I don't know if, you know, a lot of people on the call in your careers, or at least in my adulthood, the biggest realization I had was that, like, the hardest part about going to work is communication and how you're able to verbalize what you're trying to do or like, how are, how are you guys working towards the same goal? Like most of the time, it's just fighting other people for, uh, for proper understanding, right? And so like, to to have someone like, like uh, Shangri-La uh, available to me that I knew that I can communicate with on, on the same level was, was kind of a no brainer for me. Thank you, mm -hmm. Alex. It's mm -hmm. been, uh, it's been great, you know, like just communicating. 
And also, uh, this is one of those things that I wanted to communicate to you, <laughs> a lot of communication, is that, you know, one of the challenges that Alex told me, Coach, actually during the first, maybe first two or three weeks, I was assigning him some master classes to go replay. And he said, like, Coach, I thought only one hour a day. I can't do this one. I just need to work out. Yes, one hour. We can make it happen. So, you know, I said, like, I want you to focus just one hour a day. Just imagine an athlete with only 10 weeks to go from zero training with 70.3 boulder at high altitude with hilly bike. Okay. And then also the run was, you know, challenging. Even the swim is challenging. Coming from zero, right? And telling me like one hour? Well, that's what we do in Feisty Fox Coaching. Like, okay, the athlete says one hour. We said one hour, so let's do it. So yeah, so that's one of those trainings that we had to do with uh, Alex. What we did is that we have to focus on the main thing that would, you know, hold him back. But a lot of things are holding him back. So, which is like, I was scratching my head. I'm glad that my hair is not all gray just yet. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, let me show you examples here. Because one of the main things that actually he had problem, the big one was cramping. Cramping to the point that he couldn't even finish an FTP test for the bike. Like he couldn't bike. <laughs> so, and that's only like 20 minutes. It was and he couldn't. And we're talking about 56 mile bike. How could you even do that? Let me show you of how the communication that uh, Alex had done, you know, just to get us here. Okay. So like right here, this was just June 4. One of the first bike workouts. I failed my FTP test because I was cramping during the last phase. He was at the zoo. Okay. So with his son, so a lot of uh, information here. And then now the communication that he was talking about here, like someone was actually jumping in and actually figuring out what's happening, trying to find the solution of that cramping, okay? So all of these ones are communication, teaching about the cramping and also troubleshooting it. Not just the cycling, one of the challenges also is even the, you know, the critical swim speed, yeah, which is actually on swimming. So this one was about a month. So. I can't help but feel angry about the CSS session today. It is worse than before, all right? So a lot of things, it's not going like straightforward. It's not always good. And actually right here, okay? So, so a lot of this ones are, what I'm trying to say is that during your training, it was not perfect. There's cramping, you can't even run, right? You were while running or jogging or walking, you were at 14, 13, 15 minutes per mile. It was hard. It was very hard. Yeah. So now the question, Alex, is that what was going on in your mind, knowing that you have, you know, I think when you started, you only have like about two months left, but it's still not going, you know, you can't even like go through a workout without having those cramping be okay. Cause you, you've never trained in a while, but what was going on in your mind? How are you able to stay on track and just keep staying in the process and keep, you know, just one workout at a time, communicate. Um, but yeah, how, what, was going, what was your thought process? Cause I know there's a lot of athletes here that could be getting frustrated or pressured or I only have one hour and now there's Boulder. Can I even do it, right? To, to walk us, you know, like what, what's going on with your mindset then? I mean, I, I, think, I think the most important thing to highlight if when you look at the, you know, our communication was I was telling you how I was feeling. Yes. It was not, not, not physically, not just physically, but emotionally. 
right? I think that was the, the biggest challenge. It wasn't physical stuff is physical stuff. It's a signal. Your body's sending you a signal. Things hurt. Those are easy to fix, right? But right. the emotional part is something that you really have to manage. There were there were times where, you know, emotionally, I just felt like this sucks. What am I? Why am I doing this? But then you have to remind yourself of what your end goal is. You're going to fail, right? It's okay. Right? I think I think that was the biggest takeaway I had, right? Or not that I think about it. You know, yeah, I felt like crap. I failed at the test. I failed at this. I failed at that. But the biggest thing I've learned in adulthood is the those are your best teaching moments, right? What can you draw from your failures and how do you improve upon it the next time, right? Just keep on going at it, right? Even, even if it's not perfect, even if you get just like 30% of the way done, you, you got something out of it. You grew somehow, right? And, and that, that's been kind of... That was kind of that was what got me through it. Right? Like, like for instance, we got that that FTP test failure. Yeah, I was really pissed about it. But like, yeah. then the next week, I think it was either the next week or the week after, I did like a thirty-five or forty-five mile ride outside yeah. on my tri bike. Right? right. Right. And you know, I was like, okay, I feel good. Good. It's not the FTP where I was. Right. That that mm -hmm. that was another yes. thing. Uh, you know that I that I'd mentioned was that, you know, I, I had said I was in the fittest shape of my life in 2020, right? So I had all these expectations for that Ironman back then. Um, that was something that I learned to let go over the, those 10 weeks. It's just like, and then that's where the perception or the paradigm shift that, that coach helped me with was like, I'm doing this as a dad. This is a different, it's not, I mean, that's just a point to fixate on, but it's just a different thing, right? So like, you can't apply those you can't, you have to look at what you are now, right? And not what you were, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and come to grips with that. And I think once I started coming to grips with it, then that's when I started making progress, right? Yes. So those, that, that failure in the FTP test wasn't just failing the FTP test, right? It was also just like, even if I, even looking at the data, I wasn't happy where the FTP was, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I was like, why am I so slow? Right? Like the, you know, the, you know, our initial run sessions, you know, you had me doing like 12, 13 minute miles. I was like, oh, I was down at like 10 minute miles before, but then I started doing the workouts. I'm like, oh crap, I'm at a 12 or 13 minute mile, right? Like <laughs> this is, this is, this is like once, once I realized that coach, coach knew kind of where I was and I accepted where I was, then, then. That, that's when I started making small wins gotcha. and then those small small wins kind of um, snowball snowball maybe is not the right word but it had grown to a point where that belief had was starting to come back that I, I could finish good, right good. Um, you said a lot of great things there Alex you guys got yeah. a lot from that everyone so everyone if you're just tuning in Okay, so let me just uh, pull this one. We are talking about special. It's a very, very good topic. Getting back to your old, and I lost it. <laughs> so let's go back there. Uh, okay, getting back your old self, old athletic self after years of no training. So we have Alex here from North California, have not met him in person, who finished Boulder 70.3 from zero training to finishing, uh, to actually crossing the finish line in just 10 weeks training. And he just mentioned 
the challenges, like how what's happening to his mindset, especially when he was having a hard time during the first two, four weeks of the training, because he only has 10 weeks. And what he said is that basically he adulthood, you know, you would fail. And it's about what you learn from that failure. Okay. That's one. The next one is that acceptance. Okay. He was going back to how he was back in 2020. He knew, he knew completely of like how he was back then and he wanted to be that, but then he was not there just yet. And he needs to be a president of where he is at the time for, you know. And when he saw, and it's actually that acceptance is actually knowing that he's doing it as a dad, training for Boulder 70.3, that's when he started winning, when the acceptance of it, okay being patient sharing the emotions that come up the frustrations that come up and having somebody there to sort of keep you accountable to what's the next step and that it's it is okay to feel that way and that it is okay to feel that way i mean i would feel the same thing i did actually i did the same thing before long time ago when i didn't do a any cycling at all i look at my fgp i mean yeah, even just looking at my power why is this low why am i so slow <laughs> i don't like looking at this power that's why I could relate to Alex. Mm -hmm. And then it's not just, you know, emotionally, physically as well. But then I think throughout the time, you know, throughout that 10 weeks journey, your mindset and then your perspective of how you are training, it got better and better. Alex. All right. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Um, next. Uh, let me see here. Oh, here you go. Nutrition. We're, we're going to talk about nutrition next. All right. So like. Yeah, this is one of those things that I actually pulled up. Welcome everyone, if you're just tuning in, hashtag live, say hello. If this is your first time, we are doing this uh, live training. So right here, one of those things. Um, so again, this is another report. So he shared, we're not taught, we're, we don't help just athletes just for swim, bike, run training. We help them with nutrition and it's we don't help them at the race. We help them on every workout, especially if things are not going well. So he, he was telling me about, I ate bag of sports jelly beans, drank two bottles of water. So he's telling me exact, uh, uh, exact information about his nutrition. So now whenever an athlete shares uh, their feedback here, there's a lot of feedback. I want to know more. I want to understand where you're at. How much of that package did you have? Do you have an electrolyte powder? What was your initial weight? How about your after weight? Were you tucked during entire 20 minutes? What part of the workouts did you, did your quads cramp? Very detailed. Why do we do this? Because we want to troubleshoot, okay? Because we need to solve the problem. Like if we have a problem, a good thing, and I'm, I like this thing because I'm an engineer. <laughs> who who I, else right now is experiencing some challenges with nutrition right now? Yeah. Put it in the comments. Let's see. Because we actually have a free training, another training about nutrition, wherein I discuss um, the four things that you want to make sure that you have every hour and discuss more details on that training. So if you want that training, put hashtag nutrition, hashtag nutrition, so we can actually give you access to that. Yeah. So right here, Again, another a lot more. It's like, and this is the part when Alex mentioned earlier, like communication is very important. This one is all Alex. And why do we do this? This one is in the group because our community is a learning community, you know? So like all these details, I want the what amount, timing, that's the nutrition. All these ones are all about nutrition. So now we do, 
with only two months left, coming from zero training, we do know that we also have an issue with the nutrition, okay? Fast forward, what do we do? So first of all, I need to understand. So for you, if you are training for 70.3, definitely Olympic, you gotta start uh, getting your nutrition dialed in. Definitely Ironman, you want to not be on survival mode, okay? Because it's almost the entire day. Well, yeah, entire day and night. So nutrition is very, very important. And uh, so what did we have to do here? So fast forward. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of details. So my suggestion is really get into that hashtag, uh, put hashtag nutrition if you want to learn more about this. But I'm basically telling you more information here. So this one, I believe there's several of them here. Then we, we have the nutrition hot seat. But here you go. So here I'm telling him exactly what he needs to drink, eat during breakfast, how many hours before the start of swim. Okay. How many, uh, what, what does he need to eat and drink during the bike on the run? Okay. During the training. And this one is about, that one was already about four weeks prior to the, uh, to the, to the actual 70.3 boulder. So you have a lot of chances to practice it, try it out, see if it works. So for you all, are you training your nutrition and how are you training your nutrition? Okay. So let me ask Alex, how, how was this process for you in terms of dialing in your nutrition the very first time, like we had to like get a lot more information and actually have this plan and for you to follow it in your Boulder 70.3, how is nutrition for you? Well, it, it was the most empirical approach that I've ever taken. I mean, you, you pointed huh. me out in my training, you know, this this form to fill out. And, yes. you know, we were calculating sweat rate and stuff like that. I had never done that before. I'm a heavy sweater, right? So like, um, so just doing that gave me a ballpark of how undernourished I was on the bike. Like just doing, just, just doing, just doing the, the pre-calculation, I was like, uh, you know, the reality was I sweat a lot and I'm a heavier guy and I need to carry a lot of stuff on the bike, right? I need to carry a lot of stuff with me to, to, to keep going. I'm not going to look like, you know, these guys that are finishing in five hours or something like that, you know, that are half naked, you know, like how do they even eat, right? Like, like where, when do they eat? I don't see them carrying anything, right? Anyways, <laughs> You know, where, where I'm carrying what feels like, you know, a, a whole satchel of food, but anyways, um, but yeah, just, 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 uh, you know, going through what we needed to do. I mean, they always say in triathlon that nutrition is the fourth discipline, right? I knew that, but I never really, really looked at it that, that hard. I thought I could get by on the, you know, whatever they had at the aid stations and stuff like that, you know, oh, they have bananas and peanut butter jelly sandwiches. And they have Gatorade, you know, it's the sponsored electrolyte drink of, of Ironman, you know, it should be okay, right? But it's not. <laughs> so, and, and you really, you know, triathlons really, you know, what's really helpful about triathlon in, in triathlon is rehearsal, right? And so that, you know, when, when we had gotten a plan together and I was able to rehearse it, I could actually like, just from a data perspective, from an engineering perspective, just say, I, I took this, this, and this, and I didn't feel like crap, right? Or I didn't feel like bonking, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
and so that 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 was a really important thing for me um not only to feel good during the exercise but just just mentally to say it's like okay this is another thing i'm really worried about but i think we got it under control right yeah. like just stick to the plan execute to the plan and if something goes wrong something goes wrong but at least you, you have something to execute to and it doesn't feel like absolute chaos right gotcha, gotcha. yeah um, looks like it also built your confidence then because you know you know you did it you rehearsed it and you felt good about it how did it go in your nutrition in boulder 70.3 did you feel i like mean it, it was it, yeah good? it was automatic right the less the less things you have to think about Okay, the, 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 the less the less things that you you tend to worry about right so like when when things are more automatic then yes. then then you can channel your nervous energy to something else right so like you know i had a hard time on the swim i i really struggled on that swim mm -hmm. i mean that's a different story for another time but you know i got out of the water I, I really, I was just happy to be alive, right? I got out of the water, I was happy to be alive. But my first thought was, okay, I need to eat. I need to get, I need yes. to get in a transition and execute to, execute to plan. Get my jelly, jelly beans in, get my shot blocks in, get my electrolytes in, get my ass on the bike, get out, right? Go, right? And, and then I could think once I was on the bike, right? And so, yeah, yeah. by the time I was riding on the bike, I didn't really worry about all that stuff because I just kind of, I just kind of did it already. And that was because we had a plan, right? Automatic. So, it was automatic. It's like a habit because you, you kept repeating it, rehearsing it. Awesome. Yeah. And so on the, on the bike ride, I, you know, I, in, in talking to you guys, I, I told you, I, I felt really good about my bike ride. It was a really yeah. strong bike ride. I mean, yeah. the, the average, the average power over it was like 153 Watts, which was, really good considering again it's just been 10 weeks and they say like for Ironman 70.3 you should be doing about 75 to 80 percent five percent of your FTP so mm -hmm. based on that 153 average you know I was I was doing around a 200 I you know that's, that's a 200 watt FTP which yes. when we started at, at you know 10 weeks ago it was like it was really low 40. so like for, yeah. for me I was just like holy crap right like it felt really good. I mean, that was honestly, that was analyzing the data afterward, but like, you know, I had it on my bike computer. We had wattage ranges. I executed to, to the wattages that we had set out and the, mm -hmm. the result was good. I was passing people up. Uh, you know, I was, I was an arrow pretty much, you know, pretty much 90% of the time that was awesome. nowhere near that, you know, when we started. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, you cannot was, even do uh, an arrow when you started you know yeah you're, well because my gut was in the way right yeah, but i mean you're, you're so, yeah i was uncomfortable right i had to make adjustments to my bike i put in some shims and stuff like that um to yeah. help raise my my position but like and you also uh beat your pr com mm -hmm. in, in comparison to your santa cruz back then 2015 right we don't yeah. uh about 10 weeks of training 10 weeks of training, you beat your PR by 20 minutes on the bike. Congratulations mm -hmm. on that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good, good. All so right. Yeah I, kicked, uh, yeah, I kicked ass on that bike. It yeah, <laughs> awesome. Like, but right, but so again, you know, just to stay on topic, it was, you know, it was automatic. Like the nutrition was right. automatic. I was eating everything on time during the ride. I mean, we we had estimated like what, what the bike ride was going to be. I yeah. just stuck to that. I was trying to get ready for the run. And yeah, we... It, it, it went off really well. Awesome. 
All right, you guys got a lot from that because uh, you know a part of it is actually how do you execute a really really good race? You know, yeah, and one of a- them is actually or nutrition also is for you to actually rehearse them during training. Lots okay? of really great nuggets. Put them in the comments so so you have a you have a so your own notes there. Okay. Remember. So uh so now uh during the race week we're almost done actually during the race week a lot of things happen. And some for some other athletes, they would see us as a bad sign. Maybe I shouldn't do it. And maybe because, you know, maybe 10 weeks is not enough. And Coach General Law is just <laughs> talking crap. <laughs> All right. But you're ready for it. But so during the race week, you know, um, Alex actually experienced several things. You know, he was already at Boulder. He's experiencing some digestive issues. And also, it was like a few days, uh, you know, handful days, I think three or four days since. Uh, before boulder 70.3 he was feeling something on his knee suddenly he didn't even do anything and then suddenly also with the achilles swelling swelling up during race week and so part of our what we do with feisty fox coaching is that we help our athletes so this is basically one of his reports hey coach this is what happened my left achilles is really swollen this one is august 4 okay i think he reported maybe yeah august 4 yeah yeah, August 4, when he woke up and his race is when? August 6. That's crazy. Two days. I'd be so... And actually, you know, August 3rd or even an early uh, early week of race week. Yeah, he was telling me about digestive issues. And there's also knee uh, knee pain, you know, about three days prior. Issues of breathing in wetsuit, yeah. Yes, and issues in breathing uh, in wetsuit because it's a high altitude, okay? All this one's happening. And then, so what we do here is that we, we walk through our athletes because uh, in, in Feisty Fox Coaching, it's basically we help our athletes in several things, you know, so let's do this one. Training, nutrition, body maintenance, mental fitness, race strategy. So we talk about training, nutrition, part of it is also body maintenance, making sure that the athlete is okay, okay? So right here, so all these ones we suggested for Alex to do not just me, we have also our assistant coaches. So basically chiming in and also even one of our athletes to experience some, some swelling on the Achilles recently. So it's a team supporting Alex, rooting for Alex, making sure hopefully that we can actually really solve it. Okay. Great how, how did that feel, Alex? That you have the, the crew, the team. <laughs> like rallying the, oh, the support? no it, it was great i mean it it was something right i mean in that situation it's really easy to become hopeless right i mean i was feeling really crappy i mean yeah. i didn't know if i was gonna like explode on the bike because of my digestive issues i didn't know if i was gonna get it get through the swim because i had, i had never panicked attack had a panic attack in the water before um I mean, I that that the Santa Cruz swim is crazy. You're in the water. It's salty. Yeah. There's waves. Yeah. It's far. It's cold. And then in, yeah. in Boulder, the, it's a reservoir flat swim. The water temperature is nice. But I had freaked out in in that yeah. so like yeah. in my mind, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Now my ankle swollen, and yeah. you know, I was freaking out. And just to have that support to be able to go to just really helps like calm my mind because I think the more important than that 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 you showed showed on on the screen was all all the guidance that you helps um get me my mind settled for the swim mm. right. 
Because yeah, I I never freaked out like that before. But you know, just just to that vein, just having that support was was really critical for me just to get up on race day and say like I'm gonna go for it. Right? No matter what. And actually, you went to the start line. You were excited, right? And you going back to this one. Let, let's show everyone. So this one was just the Boulder 70.3 with only 10 weeks of training coming from zero training, not even knowing whether he'll be able to go to the start line, but he did. Okay, that's his family, his little one, his family, his sister, his mom, his nephew. The main reason why- The reason he did this, the yeah. The reason why he did this. And he was so happy. How do you feel that you actually went through it? from then 10 weeks ago to now that you actually crossed that finish line besides you getting that medal right this what one? else yeah that one Show <laughs> no, what else uh, resonates with you like what what's what are those aha or learnings for you um during I mean, that i did it yes i did it i i i asked for help when i needed it and I got it and I accepted that help, right? I think a lot of people have a hard time accepting help, you know, even after asking for it. Like, and, and you know, I, there were a lot of things I had to let go in the process. And, I, you know, I'm really proud that I was able to, to do it because, I mean, I did it. It was hard. It was really hard. I mean, I, everybody knows this, this event, these things are hard, but like, once you do it, it's like the best feeling ever. Like it's, it's, it's a validation, right? Um, and even if you don't do it, just, just doing the training and stuff, like it's, it's, it, it, it feels good, right? right. And Especially your back just, just, doing, doing what you used to do. I mean, the last time that you did your last 70.3 was seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And actually doing so, I mean, it only 10 weeks as a dad. That's amazing. I mean, it's it's a sport of will, right? I I think that was the other thing I was trying trying to prove to myself is that I still had the will to do it, yes. right? Like yes. it's not it's not just physical. If you you just you just got to put yourself out there and do it, and 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 don't be. We mentioned it earlier. Don't be afraid to fail, right? Because there's always something that you can learn learn from it, right? All right. So yeah. thanks, Alex. So everyone, if you're getting a lot of value, put hashtag value and let's thank Alex. This is what we do in Feisty Fox Coaching. We help athletes like Alex wanting to go back to triathlon, having their confidence go up and actually feel good about themselves because they know they're supported. Not just swim, bike and run because swim, bike, run, yes, it's great, but for you to actually feel good that you're covering everything, we need to make sure, okay? And I did show this one earlier. We need to make sure that you are covering this one, okay? Training, nutrition, body maintenance, mental fitness, and race strategy. We did mention some of the free training that's available in our Ironman and Beyond. I said that my personal record of having a person actually finish 70.3 is one month. So if you want to look into this one as well, I, I mentioned this one, Ken used to not 
actually she never he never finished the half marathon and he finished his first half marathon here did not know how to clip on clip but he learned how to clip on clip two weeks prior and he also finished 70.3 okay in a month so we also mentioned about nutrition if you also want to dial in your nutrition right now so you can rehearse and be ready like alex okay so we do have that too put hashtag nutrition for that and for this one this one will be, let me make sure. Yeah, just put 70.3, hashtag 70.3 for this one. Okay, hashtag 70.3. And we'll give you the free resource. And if you are like Alex, who's needing help, please do ask help. Okay, so we have our team, you know, just asking and actually pointing you out to the right resource. Raise your hand because we have a lot of training resource. And also we, Vineta and I actually give out this free 15 minute call just to talk what's the next big steps that would actually you know just move you to the next steps for your big goal we do that too too we have other programs but that is mostly because we what we want is for you to actually get your mindset first like are you even ready you know or to have some clarity on your goals so if you want to get help for that one or how to structure your training, or actually some questions on this that I, that I just mentioned earlier, because we have, not that one, training, nutrition, body maintenance. What is body maintenance? How did Alex did not get injured training for 70.3, okay, even with 10 weeks? We have that hashtag body maintenance. Anyways, so yeah, put, put down below if you want to talk to us, okay? So hashtag game plan, hashtag game plan. Sorry, that's I'm not really list. good about hashtags. <laughs> I made you guys all confused, but all right. So you guys are getting a lot of value on this. That's what we do here in Feisty Fox Coaching. We do this free, uh, free live every week. So tune in. We're going to have another one next week. So before we let Alex go, we're gonna, I'm just going to ask Alex, how about some three top three things that you can advise athletes who were just like you? you know, and wanting to get their old athletic self, what can they do? Or like someone who's actually, you know, want to go back to the 70.3 again, or having doubts of themselves or how to train right. What are, what are your top three things that would help them? I would say one thing is, is your, your time commitment is front end loaded, right? We, we talked about, you know, just having an hour a day. I mean, the initial week or so I spent more than that but as the weeks passed by and I did it more we were able to fit those things uh, in, into an hour so like prepare your expectation there like the stretching routines and all this all the body maintenance that we did they, they take time right almost mm -hmm. like the first couple of weeks maybe took another hour of my time just figuring out the routine yeah. for psoas and you know all these things but like sure. then once it showed up on training peaks like you're doing Learning this curve. It was automatic, right? By yeah. week by by week three, and that body maintenance was was gotcha. was really valuable, right? Um, there you have peaks and valleys, right? You're you're gonna you know the highs are highs and the lows can feel lows, but you know you know you'll if you're ready for them, you 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 can navigate those. Um, let's see, uh, what are the one quote I usually like in triathlon is like it doesn't get easier, you just get faster. Hmm. right <laughs> so, and then i think yeah. that that's kind of how i felt over the the, the training like, and, and, and at that no point did it feel like i had an easy day 
it just you could see it if you got faster and 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 we saw that progress as we and as we went along so awesome all right thank you so much alex and again congratulations on your boulder 70.3 i know this is only a start now that you got your old athletic self and now you're actually hey i, I could do this yeah we got santa cruz in in four yeah, weeks santa so cruz. <laughs> we're, we're gonna go a little recovery a little recovery right so all right. exciting yeah. I, all right. i'm excited about what's what's ahead of you now that you've overcome this this huge milestone okay. love it okay everyone till next week and if you guys got a lot of value put hashtag value let's say thank you to alex time thank you alex say hi to your baby Taiki. all right bye bye everyone right. until next time bye, -bye. thank you